It is finally time, guys. The NBA regular season starts tomorrow. We got a two-game slate. Excited for both games, Philadelphia, Boston, and the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. We do have a, believe I believe it's a massive 12-game slate on Wednesday. Now, that's going to be crazy. But we start off with, again, a two-game slate. Both games should be competitive. Both games should be fun. Not wait to talk about this. We got $200,000 to first, so... Yeah, it's great to have the NBA regular season back, right? Because we don't have to deal with coaches and their dumb quotes about, oh, let's check in to see if players want to you know, play the second half. No, or, or limitations to begin the regular season on whole starting groups. No, that's not possible in the regular season, right? That's what, no, that's just save for the preseason. Would like you to read this that is currently on the screen here. Coach Kerr said Warrior starters aren't ready to play 30 plus minutes on Tuesday due to conditioning. Just, I want you to really think about that, okay? They aren't ready to play th over 30 minutes. Need to play 30 minutes. Oh. Oh. They aren't ready to play. Ready to play. Normal minutes. So. Steve Kerr. My brother in Christ. What on earth are preseason games and practice for? Huh? What are they for? I guess nothing. It is literally your job as a coach to have players ready to play. It is the regular season. Just wanted to start the video off there. I mean, I saw this. I, can't, I couldn't believe my eyes. I literally could not believe my eyes when I saw that. But, um, yeah, we'll talk about that more when we do get to Golden State. Uh, but, yeah, guys, if you are looking for more in-depth content, you can check out my Patreon link down below. We had a really good preseason. Profited on DraftKings. Profited almost $2,000 on prize picks. It cool up a little bit down the stretch. Uh, kind of ran into some bad luck. But still, it was very, very profitable uh, overall preseason. So, hoping to keep that going for the regular season. I have a lot of different packages. You can check that out. Link down below. And the sponsor of this video is Prize Picks. Again, they are a player prop site. They offer a lot of different sports. You can mix and match sports. Uh, you can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. So if you are a new user and you do not have an account on Prize Picks, use that code because if you deposit $100 with my uh, with my code, you'll get a 100% match. So that's a free $100 to play with on this site. So take advantage of that. We also still have that Steph Curry, basically free square. Um, so yeah, excited guys. Excited to have NBA regular season back. We got, uh, again, two games. Uh, we'll start off taking a look at the Vegas odds really quick. 216 and a half over under. Celtics are two and a half point favorites. And Lakers and Warriors, 227 over under. The Warriors are six and a half point favorites. Now, I think we have a slight advantage for those that have been grinding the preseason with me because we, we have a decent idea of what rotations are going to look like, right? You know, going into the first couple games of the regular season, there's always some unknowns, but I have a pretty good idea of, of kind of what we're going to get. There's going to be, you know, a few pieces that are questionable to be in or out of the rotation. And that's, you know, you know um, that I can't say for sure, you know, whether teams are going to run like eight man rotations or like 10 to 11 man rotations. We know Golden State's going to play like 13 guys because Steve Kerr is the absolute woke, the most overrated coach in the history of NBA. 
Let me uh, let me add that. But uh, no more Steve Kerr tilting. I, I, we got it all the way. But I just I couldn't believe my eye. I couldn't believe that was real life. I was like, "There's no shot. This is real." Literally, he's telling like, "All right." Philadelphia, Boston, guys. So we'll start off with the Philadelphia side. Starting lineup for the 76ers should be Tyrese Maxey at the point, Harden at the two, Harris at the three, Tucker at the four, Embiid at the five. So looking at players and their prices, if you are going to spend up for one of the top two guys here for Philadelphia, I think Embiid's got to be the lean there, right? I think he's going to be a very, very popular play. Um, but for good reason. I mean, Embiid's a guy that has a massive, uh, has a, a massive ceiling and a very high floor as long as he stays out of foul trouble. You know, minutes-wise from Bede, I would say low to mid-30s. I think they start um, in the regular season, possibly a little bit more. But Embiid, just a phenomenal point-per-minute guy. I think he looks really good there at the top. James Harden, more of your contrarian play. He kind of did take a back seat offensively to Embiid, even to Tyrese Maxey at times. And Maxey has looked really good in the preseason. Harden, again, I think he's more of a contrarian play. Uh, now, two-game slate, obviously, you're going to have to get different from the field in tournaments. I mean, he's not out of play, but I think he's right now more of a contrarian option for me. Tobias Harris, I'm kind of indifferent on. The, the price point isn't super expensive, but and he'll be like the fourth option offensively, probably behind the two guards and a bead. He can still have good games, right? Tobias Harris can have some of those games where he gets hot behind the three-point arc. Um, so, like, again, I'm kind of indifferent on him. Uh, I think Harden more of a contrarian play, but Maxi of 5K, I think, looks really solid. My only concern here is ownership. I think he's going to be a pretty popular play. He has looked really, really good in the preseason. And he's um, he's being aggressive offensively. Now, I will say the downside with Maxi while playing alongside Harden is the floor is a bit lower, right? The peripheral stats aren't as high when you have Harden play next to him. So Maxi at times can be scoring dependent. So I still think that he can fail on the slate, but 5K does feel like a good price point. Again, for the positive with Maxi too is he's just going to be, he's still going to shoot the ball a ton when he's out there. I love playing guys that are aggressive on the offensive end, obviously. So. I do like some Maxi, and then PJ Tucker at three seven. I mean, minutes wise, I think he's going to be in that twenty five to thirty minute range. Good defender, not going to do a ton uh, when he's out there offensively, but is cheap and should play decent minutes. So he's not out of play. Um, I just don't think I'm going to be like super excited to jam into PJ Tucker. All right, so now let's talk about the bench unit here for Philadelphia. So one guy I know for sure will be in the bench rotation. Probably the first guy off the bench is going to be DeAnthony Melton at four two. Now minutes wise for DeAnthony Melton. How many minutes can we expect, right? Because we're going to see 30-plus minutes and less foul trouble for Maxi and Harden. So, DeAnthony Melton, probably not going to play a ton, but he's one of those guys that he'll be aggressive offensively when he's on the court. Like, he is a pretty good point per minute guy, no matter really who's playing alongside. Like, Melton is a guy that will get his. So, 4.2K, I don't love the price point on him, but I do think he's in play for tournaments because I think that, uh, again, he will chuck the ball when he's out there. He's also decent with the peripheral stats, so... I do have some interesting Melton off the bench. Now, the backup center rotation here for Philadelphia, I think it's going to be Paul Reed over, over Montrez. That's kind of what we've seen so far in the preseason. There's no guarantee of that, though. So you have Paul Reed at $3,000. I'm thinking he gets the backup minutes to Embiid. Not 100% sure on that, but I, I think he does. He's for the flatman price where Montrez is 4.6. But Montrez may not be in the rotation. Now, if you're 100% confident in Montrez playing the backup center minutes, then I do think you can take a shot at him for tournaments. I don't think he's going to play a ton. Obviously, he'll just be out there when Embiid is not. So if you get, you know, 38 minutes for Embiid, you're only going to get 10 minutes for Harrell. If you get 32 minutes for Embiid, then you're going to get 16 minutes for Harrell. But 
If I had to lean right now, I actually do think Paul Reed's going to be the backup five. But again, that's not 100% sure. We might get clarity on that before lock. We might not. Probably not because Doc Rivers is the coach, and he is also very high on my list of coaches that we do not like. Uh, but yeah, Paul Reed, I do think, is in play the five men price. Uh, and if he does get those backup five minutes, then uh, I think he's a solid value. Now, what could happen, they could just run you know, Paul Reed for one rotation and Montrez for one rotation. That's also possible, right? So there is there is some uncertainty there at the backup center minutes. Now, who else is going to be playing off the bench here for Philadelphia? So I do think you see a little bit of Shake Milton at 3.8K. Um, I would rather take the shot at Melton. I'm just a little bit more confident with Melton. I know for sure Melton's going to be the rotation. Milton, a little bit riskier, but should come in at less ownership. Not completely out of play. I do think that um, you probably see a little bit of Niang as well. He's 3.4K. He'll probably get you know 10 to 12 minutes or so. And don't love it. And then you might see a little bit of Thibel or Korkmaz. So that's what I think the rotation is going to be, right? The starting five. I know Melton's going to be the rotation at six. I'm pretty sure you see some Shake Milton. I think he'll be a seventh guy. Uh, Yang, I'm pretty sure you'll see as well. I think that's the eighth guy. And then you probably do see a little bit of Thibel off the bench, nine. And then Korkmaz could be the tenth guy. Korkmaz may or may not play. Um, Oh, and then also, again, the, the backup center, right? So I do think Paul Reed is the lean right now as the backup center. But, um, yeah, I don't really see anyone playing a ton of minutes off the bench. I think my favorite play off the bench here for Philadelphia would be De'Anthony Melton. Okay, moving on to Boston. So, Boston, you had a couple guys get banged up in their preseason game. Um, Smart tweaked his groin. I think Brogdon, what they say? Uh, with a sore right leg. I think both will be fine for the opener. It's obviously something to keep an eye on. We'll get clarity on it before lock, though. This is the first game. Uh, but starting line for Boston, assuming everyone is healthy, will be Marcus Smart at the point, Derek White at the two, Brown, Tatum, Al Horford. Right? No Rob Williams for... How long is he out for? Um, Yeah, probably a couple months for Rob Williams. So that's going to be the starting five there for Boston. Looking at the top two guys with Tatum and Brown. So I do think Tatum's a little bit more optimal than Brown. I know he's $1,000 more. I just think he's a little bit of a higher floor, higher ceiling. Um, but Jalen Brown's still in play as well. These two guys are going to play a lot. Um, and they're going to be leading the way offensively. So I think both of the main Boston stars are solid options on the slate. I slightly prefer Tatum to Brown. I do think, though, Tatum's going to be a bit more popular than Brown. I think Brown will be a bit lower owned. So I would say Brown is kind of in that category of James Harden, right? where, you know, I prefer to be to Harden. So Harden, you know, is going to be a little bit lower owned. I prefer Tatum to Brown. Um, Brown should be lower owned. But that doesn't mean that Brown can't have a better game point per hour than Tatum, right? So I like both the Boston starters. I do slightly prefer Tatum to Brown. Other starters. So Marcus Smart at 5-2 should be starting at the point. I think he's a fine play. A guy that can stuff the stat sheet. The downside here is you do have a guy in Brogdon who we'll talk about off the bench. I think this would be a pretty high usage player for them. So... Smart, I'm kind of indifferent on him at 5.2K. Solid defender, probably plays around 30 minutes or so. Derek White's 4-1, should start. Um, I mean, has a relatively low floor playing with these starters, but if he's knocking down his shots, he can have a good game for his salary. But for me, I like Brogdon the best of these guards. Um, he's going to be a high usage player for them coming off the bench. Good point per minute guy. I think he's gonna, probably going to play somewhere in that 25-minute range, maybe a little bit more. Um, he could be in the closing lineup too. Like they could close the Brogdon over Derek White. So 
I think my favorite of those cheap guards for me would be Malcolm Brogdon. Now, I do think he's me popular, right? I think he'll be the most popular of the bunch, but Brogdon is, is for me the guy that I like the best of those guards. Now, the center position. So I think Al Horford at 4-9 also makes her a pretty good value play. My only worry here is potential foul trouble against Joel Embiid. I, I don't like playing centers against Joel Embiid. But if Horford can stay out of foul trouble, I actually do think he plays over 30 minutes. I've seen, I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, some people saying that, oh, they, they're going to take it easy in Horford's minutes. I think Horford is going to be in that 30 to 35 minute range. I do, assuming no foul trouble. Um, he is their best chance to try to slow down Joel Embiid uh, because look at who they have behind them. There's no Rob Williams. You have the absolute dust of Blake Griffin. Like, I talk about dust all the time. I don't know if there's a dustier player in the NBA right now currently than Blake Griffin. And then, I mean, you have, like, Luke Cornett, Kevin Gelly, Noah Vaughn. So, like, they don't really have anyone that, uh, besides Horford, that is, you know, a solid defender that can try to slow down Joel Embiid. So, for those reasons, I actually like Horford quite a bit. Um, he does get a boost playing the five as opposed to the four when Rob Williams uh, is available. So, I like Horford a lot. My only downside is I do think there's foul trouble risk going up against Embiid. Um, now, I mentioned Dusty Blake Griffin. I think he'll play the backup five. Um, and if you think Horford gets in some foul trouble, yes, you can take a shot on Blake Griffin, right? He's, okay, similar to a guy like DeAndre Jordan, who I talk about, Dusty DeAndre all the time. But DeAndre is actually a solid point per minute guy. Blake, not awful, you know, point per minute if he plays the five. Like, he can fall into some rebounds. Maybe knock down a shot or two. So, like, in a large field tournament, yes, you can take a shot on Blake Griffin. I think the only way I play him, though, is if you think Horford gets in foul trouble. Because if Horford doesn't get in foul trouble, I don't see enough minutes for Blake Griffin to pay off that salary. So, we talked about the starting unit. Brogdon's going to be the first guy off the bench. Blake Griffin most likely is the backup five. I mean, they do have Cornette. Um, he's a little bit banged up, though. I mean, they do have Grant Williams they can throw on, I guess, like an undersized Grant Williams. But... Most likely, it's going to be Blake Griffin getting that backup five uh, run. And then, besides that, Grant Williams will for sure be in the rotation. He's a guy that, not a great point-per-minute guy, but you know probably does see over 20 minutes off the bench. Solid defender. Um, so, not out of play, but I mean, okay. So, Grant Williams kind of a ceiling if he, not, if he knocks down his threes. He's not knocking down those threes. He has a pretty low floor. So... You're going to see Brogdon off the bench. You're going to see Grant Williams off the bench. You're most likely seeing Blake Griffin as the backup five off the bench. Now, the question is, does Boston just go to an eight-man rotation? Because I think that's possible. I think there's a chance that they only play eight guys. If they are going to extend the bench a little bit more, there's a couple guys. There's two guys I think could play, may or may not play. Peyton Pritchard. I think, you know, obviously he's he lost his backup point guard role to Brogdon. So... The question is, is Pritchard going to be in this rotation? I think there's a chance. Uh, now, with Pritchard, the positive is he's a good point-per-minute guy, but I don't know if he sees enough minutes to get there. So, Pritchard, high-risk play. And then you could see a little bit of Sam Hauser. You could. A guy that can stretch the floor, solid um, three-point shooter. He could see a couple minutes as well. So, those are like ninth, tenth options that may or may not play there for Boston. Now, things obviously change if one or both these guards miss for Boston. Then, you know, Pritchard's going to look like a great option. Then Derek White's going to look really good. But I, I think both will be good to go for tomorrow. All right, the LA Lakers. So another team that there is some uncertainty 
who are they going to start? What is this rotation going to be like? I have a guess for what I think the starting lineup is going to be. I think it's contrarian. I don't think a lot of people are assuming this is going to be the starting lineup. But, okay, so we have Schroeder that's going to be out for a few weeks. And Russell Westbrook is questionable. Now, I think if Westbrook plays, this may be a hot take. I don't think he's going to be in the starting lineup. I think Westbrook comes off the bench this year for the Lakers. So I think the starting lineup is going to be Patrick Beverly, Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, LeBron, Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis starts at the five. I don't think they start Damian Jones at the five. I think they're going to start a little bit smaller and go AD at the five. So that might be a hot take for the starting lineup, but that's what I think the starting lineup will be tomorrow for the Lakers, whether Westbrook plays or not. I think if Westbrook plays, I think he comes off the bench. And here's the reasons. He should come off the bench. You should not be having Westbrook and LeBron playing together a lot. So it makes way more sense for Westbrook to come off the bench have LeBron play the first five, six minutes of the quarter, sub him out, put Westbrook in, right? It just makes sense. So I actually do think Westbrook comes off the bench here. Uh, but talking about the, the the top guys here, LeBron and Anthony Davis. So LeBron's at 9-2, Anthony Davis at 8-5. I really like Anthony Davis, assuming he can stay healthy. Um, I think he's going to have a big year this year. I think he's going to have a big bounce back year. He's obviously dealt with a ton of injuries in the career, and that is basically just the downside is, can Anthony Davis stay on the court? If he can, I think he's going to have a massive year this year. So I really like Anthony Davis at 8.5K. I think that's way too cheap for him. LeBron James at 9.2, also a solid option. Um, I do prefer Davis to LeBron, but LeBron still a good play at the top as well. So that's my thoughts on the two studs there for the Lakers. Now, Westbrook at 7.4, I'm off. Um, whether If he does start, I'm not really looking to him. If he comes off the bench, I just... Probably can't. So, like, eh, Westbrook, whether he plays or not, yeah, yeah. Now, Thomas Bryant, I'm not sure why he's 4.6K. I think, I don't think he's, I don't think he plays. I think Damian Jones is ahead of Thomas Bryant. So, I kind of hope Thomas Bryant gets some ownership because I don't think he's playing tomorrow. So, I'm not sure why he's that pricey. This is where the slate is going to be won here, right? This is where the big money decisions are going to, this is where the big money is. Getting these Laker value plays correct. I think this is the key to the slate, in my opinion. So, Patrick Beverly's 4.3K, I think he is your safest Laker value. I think he starts. I think he probably plays somewhere around 25 minutes. He's the guy that can stuff the stat sheets. I know he's going to be playing along high usage players, um, but he's a good defender. Obviously, they can throw him on Steph. So, I think Pat Beverly is a safe value. I think he looks pretty good. Below him. So I actually do think Lonnie Walker starts. I do. And Lonnie Walker has been solid in the games that he has played in the preseason games. Now, Lonnie Walker is going to be a bit scoring dependent in this offense, but a 4.2K, another guy I think is in play. Damian Jones is 3.5. So I don't think he starts. I think he's in a backup Anthony Davis. So Minutes-wise for Damian Jones, I think we get low teens. I think 10 to 15 minutes for Damian Jones, unless he starts. Now, if Damian Jones starts at the five, I think he could play in that you know 15 to 18-minute range. I still don't think he's going to play a ton. So, um, yeah, with Damian Jones, keep an eye on it. But I do think he's going to be relatively popular. And if he is, I'm totally fine fading. I think the ceiling is just higher on some of these other guys. So, 
like I heard Damian Jones might be like 30% owned tomorrow. Um, if that's the case, he is fish food. He is fish food. I would much rather go to some of these other values for the Lakers. Now, Austin Reeves, 3-4, right? He's a guy that's looked pretty solid so far in the preseason. I do think he starts. I think he's a guy that can stretch the floor. He's actually a decent ball handler, and he's a decent shooter. So I like Austin Reeves at that price point, and I like Kendrick Nunn at the flat mid price. I think he's going to be one of the first guys off the bench. He has looked really good as well in the preseason. So I like Nunn. I like Reeves for value. I do think you see some JTA in the rotation. He's fine, but I think the ceiling is higher in guys like Nunn, Reeves, Lonnie Walker, right? The ceiling is higher on those guys. So, I mean, JTA, I do think we'll see some rotation minutes, but I would rather take the shots, uh, take a shot on some of those other guys I just mentioned. So, Westbrook injury is actually pretty key. If Russell Westbrook does not play, we already know Schroeder's out. If Westbrook is out too, then I feel pretty secure about minutes for guys like Beverly, Lonnie Walker, Rees, and Kendrick Nunn. Those guys would all get a pretty significant boost if Westbrook um, doesn't play. Now, if Westbrook plays, again, here's the rotation that I think happens to the Lakers. I think the starting lineup, again, maybe this is a contrarian take, but I think the starting lineup is going to be Patrick Beverly, Lonnie Walker, Reeves, LeBron, Anthony Davis. I think Westbrook comes off the bench. If he plays, would be the sixth man off the bench. I think Kendrick Nunn comes off the bench. He would be seven. And then I think JTA would be eight. Jones, backup, Anthony Davis, nine. That's what I think the rotation will be if Westbrook plays. If Westbrook misses, the Lakers could only run an eight-man rotation. They could. I mean, maybe you see someone else. If Westbrook misses, maybe you see one of these other guys get dusted off as the ninth guy. But the Lakers could run a thin rotation if Westbrook doesn't play too. All right, and finally, Golden State Warriors, again, just an unbelievable quote from Steve Kerr about how they're not ready to play 30-plus minutes. Now, here's my take on this. I think, you don't, I, I think that is more directed at Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, who have missed games. Clay's only played one preseason game. Draymond was obviously out for a bit. I think that's more towards those guys. I think you still see 30-plus minutes from Steph. I think there's a chance you see still 30-plus minutes from Wiggins. That's just my take on it. I would be pretty surprised if you see like 27 minutes for Steph Curry opening night. I would. I think Steph still plays over 30 minutes, but you never know. I just unbelievable quote from Steve Kerr, really. So starting five, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney. Let's talk about them. So with that news, it's going to lower the ownership on a lot of these guys for Gold State. I still like Steph for tournaments, but I don't know if you can pull the trigger on him in cash games now with that news. Plus, we have seen a relatively low floor from Steph when he is having a bad shooting game. So Steph, I would say more of a tournament-only play. Still like his ceiling. Now, the question is, do you believe Steve Kerr with guys like Wiggins, Clay, Draymond, Looney? The Wiggins at 7K does feel a little bit overpriced. And if he's not going to see 30 minutes, I'm going to have a hard time paying that price point for him. I don't think I can pull the trigger on Clay Thompson, who they really took it easy on in the preseason. I think he settles in that like 25-minute range or so. Um, so Clay, right now, nothing more than a contrarian play for me. Draymond Green is a guy that can stuff the stat sheet, but I think he's going to be in that 25 to 30-minute range as well. So he's fine, but would like him to play more minutes, obviously. Kavon Looney, so this is, the, this is a tricky part for minutes for me. Obviously, he played a lot. In, you know, the postseason, he was playing games, you know, at times 30 plus minutes. But if the Lakers go small with AD at the five, 
does that mean that they're going to limit the minutes on Looney? And you also have James Wiseman behind him. So how many minutes do we get for Kafan Looney? That's where, that's where I'm kind of a little bit torn on. Like, I think Looney can play anywhere from, like, 15 to, like, high 20s minutes. If you only get, like, 15 minutes from Looney, he's not going to get it done. If you get, like, 27, 28 minutes from Kafan Looney at 4 or 5, I think it makes for a really good value. So that's kind of where I'm torn of, what are we going to get minutes-wise for Looney? So that's going to be the starting five. Obviously, Jordan Poole's the first guy off the bench at 6.7K. He's still a fine tournament play. Um, still a guy that will chuck when he's out there. I think he's going to be in that, you know, 25 to 30 minute range as well. Um, other guys off the bench. You're going to see DiVincenzo for sure. You're going to see Wiseman for sure. And you're going to see Kaminga for sure. Like, I'm, I'm almost positive those guys will be playing off the bench. Let's talk about him. Wiseman, 5'7". He's a really good point per minute guy, but... How many minutes will he get in this regular game? And especially if the Lakers go small, can they keep Wiseman on the court? So I think Wiseman's going to be in the like, mid-teens, like 15 minutes or so. If you think he could push for 20-plus minutes, I think you can take a shot at him for tournaments. Jonathan Kaminga, he, is really, he was awful in the summer league. He's been pretty bad in the preseason as well, besides that one, he had one solid game. He's a guy that can stuff the stat sheet, though. And um, I think that at 4.2K, he is a decent value play. Like, I think Kaminga probably plays more than Wiseman. And Kaminga's a lot cheaper at 4.2. And then Dante DiVincenzo. Like, he's a solid defender. I think he fits well on this Golden State Warriors team. So at 4.4K, I'm, like, I think he's going to get decent minutes too. So of the guys on the bench, Poole's going to play the most. I actually think DiVincenzo plays the second most amount of minutes. So... I would say Poole plays the most minutes off the bench, followed by DiVincenzo, followed by Kaminga, followed by Wiseman. That's what I think happens. So that's nine guys off the bench, but hold on. You better believe you're going to see more guys playing, right? Oh, yeah, because Steve Kerr is just the worst with his regular season rotations. He normally plays 11 to 12 guys. So that's nine guys I mentioned. Jermichael Green, um, he's going to play, I think. I don't think he's going to play a ton, but he will see some minutes. I think... Maybe around 10, 12 minutes for Jermichael Green. Don't think it's enough for me to play him. I think there's other guys that have higher ceiling, but I do think you see Jermichael Green in the rotation. That's 10. Andre Iguodala is out. So thankfully, we don't have to deal with Dusty Iguodala. But I think there's another guy that's going to be in the rotation. Moses Moody. I think he will see some minutes too. I think he will be the 11th guy. That's 11 guys I think play. I don't know if you see a 12th. Um, maybe, I mean, maybe you see rookie Baldwin get a couple minutes, but I think it's going to be 11 guys that play for Gold State. So I think they will spread out the minutes. Um, so that is the tricky part about Golden State. Also, like I said, just this absolute idiotic, uh, saying here from Steve Kerr, uh, that is, I've never seen anything like that in the history of MBDFS and regular season opening night. Oh yeah. They're not ready to play 30 plus minutes. Unreal. Unreal. But yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the video. So I can't wait to watch the games tomorrow. I am so, so excited. We'll keep an eye on news, right? We'll keep an eye on um, Lakers starting lineup, I think, uh, is going to be important. And I do think, again, getting the Lakers value right is the key to this slate. So thanks again, guys, for watching. Appreciate it. We'll be having NBA videos all season long. Uh, so turn on those notification bells or whatever. Subscribe. Uh, make sure you do subscribe. Getting somewhat close to 13,000. So appreciate you guys. And I'll see you in the next video.